Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at Patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. And uh, you know, we do I do bonus episodes, so you know, people always ask me what movies I'm watching, what shows I'm watching. And I kind of throw that all as a bonus episode on the Patreon. I've also had a lot of guests on there. We've talked about The Mandalorian, uh, you know, WandaVision, Loki. It's We just have a lot of fun over there. Um, and I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons, and they are Chris Balga, Jeff Woodman, Philip Barker, and Michael Cross. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Uh, and if you like what you hear today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Um, I have a guest with me here today. I've got Chris Evans. Say hi, Chris. Hi, how's it going? Good. And Chris, if this is, you know, the first time people are hearing you on the show, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, I mostly tweet about a lot of random stuff on Twitter, a lot of movies, comics here and there, some games. Um, I love movies and I love the podcast, so I'm happy to be on. Yay. Well, happy to have you. Um, so, you know, my guest always picks the movie. Uh, I did. I am telling everyone this month to pick Christmas movies, but other than that, <laughs> they picked the movie. What movie did you choose to talk about today? I picked Jingle All the Way. 1996. Uh, yes. So I love this movie. I just want to get that out of the way real <laughs> quick. But why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with this movie? Like when did you first see it? And yeah. Yeah. Um, I first saw it when it came out in 96, actually. At the time, you know, I was 10, and you, I'm sure you remember in the 90s, Schwarzenegger was huge. Especially, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, it didn't matter how old you were. If he made a movie, you probably went to go see it. Pretty much. Yeah, so, you know, him in a Christmas movie, and this came out in November of that year. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, perfect, let's go see that. And I also had Sinbad in it, who was all, I was also familiar with from the movie House Guest. Oh, yeah. Was, that's one of those movies, like, I like it a lot, but I don't tell people I like it a lot, but I guess it's too late <laughs> for that. Um, so uh, I just remember going to see it with my, my father and my brother, and, you know, as a kid, I love this movie a lot. Because it was just fun. And I like the idea of the Turbo Man, and that was after the Power Rangers craze, or maybe it was during it. So it was kind of familiar in a way, too. It's kind of funny, though, now to see it and think about, like, the fact that we're, we've been in such a long superhero phase specifically mm -hmm. too. So that kind of adds like almost another level to it. Like I'm surprised they haven't like remade it, you know? Well, there was that sequel with Larry, the cable guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I have not watched that and no offense to Larry, the cable guy fans. I don't think I will. 
Yeah, no offense. I, I think I'm in, on the same page. Um, I also saw this in theaters. Um, I think I was 13 when this came out. Um, so I was like not quite a kid, but definitely a target demographic. And I remember seeing it with my father and my uncle because we always went to see movies a lot together. And I think me and my dad absolutely adored adored the movie and then my uncle was like being the big film critic and was like it wasn't that good um so yeah to me the movie can do no wrong i had never even considered a possibility of you know re-watching it not enjoying it it just i i loved it when it came out so and i watched it again and uh it checks out i laughed and i still enjoyed it so i was very very pleased with that um i do want to tell our listeners that this podcast is not spoiler free, so I would definitely recommend watching Jingle All the Way first. You can watch it on Disney Plus, and actually, I think I saw that it's on Hulu too. Um, but yeah, go pause here, go watch it, come back. Uh, this is the synopsis. It's literally like a sentence. Uh, the, a father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. And I think what's important to keep in mind, we live in a world where we're kind of used to this already, but I think when this movie came out, it was a little while after uh, there were some issues with getting a, a certain Cabbage Patch doll Um for Christmas, that was like the first thing like that. Then this movie comes out, and then I think like the same year or a year later, you know, the Tickle Me Elmo thing happens. And if you're too young to remember that, there was this Tickle Me Elmo doll that was a big deal, and you know, parents were racing around trying to buy them. They were all sold out. So this is like the era where this is kind of starting to be a thing, right? Yeah, and I believe um, I read that the movie was based on a script. Um, well, the writer based it on a, a real life experience because his kid wanted a Cabbage Patch doll <laughs> and his in-laws went like at the crack of dawn to go find one before Christmas. Oh. I, I read that's where the story idea actually came from. And then Chris Columbus came and said, hey, let's let's alter this. A bit. It's like flesh it out a little bit. Yeah. yeah and, little and, bit. And, and I do remember like Cabbage Patch Kids being really popular when I was a kid. Um, so that definitely checks out. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of quick facts I wanted to share about the movie. And if you have some too, you know, feel free to chime in or, um, but uh, the first one that I have is that Jingle All the Way is the third and final collaboration between Sinbad and Phil Hartman. This is after Coneheads in 1993 and House Guest in 1995. Um, And, you know, sadly, this is also the last film featuring Hartman to be released during his life. That's the tough one for me because I actually thought, Phil Hartman's one of the funniest comedians we had. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I was a, you know, I, I've said this on, on other podcast episodes, actually on one that I'm going to release um, in a couple months because it'll be more timely. That's just an ominous thing. <laughs> I made that too spooky, but it should be. Um, but I, I'm, I love Saturday Night Live. And yeah. it's, it, I watched it probably when I was too young to watch it. I did too. Um, and I still do. And Phil Hartman was really important to me, which is weird for like a 13 year old to be like, I love Phil Hartman, but I really did. And when he, when he was, uh, you know, if, I guess if, if you, if you don't know, he was actually murdered by his wife. Right. Um, I believe that's what it was. Yeah. It, it was a very tragic story. 
Yeah, they had a very, uh, you know, violent relationship, and uh, and that happened. Um, and it, that was devastating to me as as a kid. I loved him, and yeah, it stings a little bit to watch this now. And it's like, God, we I just miss I while I was watching it, I just said I miss him. You know, I just yeah. really miss his presence. He, he was so certain, funny. Yeah, he had a certain kind of comedy too that. Just really worked in whatever he was doing. Yeah. Whether it was Saturday Night Live, another movie. And he wasn't ever like a leading man. But you always remember the stuff he did and what they used him for. It was it was just memorable. Yeah. I, I feel like in this movie, he's sort of playing this like almost evil Ned Flanders type <laughs> character. And I am here for it. It's so natural. It's so perfect. And it's like he's playing somebody so really unlikable and the villain of the movie in a lot of ways, but, but he's so likable that you're like, Oh, I'll allow it. You know, like I'm enjoying the performance instead of it being upsetting. He's kind of like a fun sleazy guy in this. I don't yeah, know yeah. how to explain it. <laughs> um, another thing that I had was, and I wondered about this. I, I was going to ask you too, what you think about this. Uh, so producer Chris Columbus actually wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was deemed a little too short because he's five foot three. Arnold Schwarzenegger's six foot two. Um, you know, so even though he had just done that movie with Danny DeVito, but anyway, um, what do you think of that? About well, that casting? Ironically, Daniel Stern was also approached and turned it down. Oh, really? But, but uh, the Joe Pesci thing, I think that would have been hilarious. Honestly, I mean, it would have worked. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Pesci's great in anything. So why wouldn't you stick him with Arnold? That would have been fun. But I, I get maybe the physical part of it. He it would have looked a little strange, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but maybe. I, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I mean, as a kid, I didn't have an attachment to Joe Pesci. To be fair, I sure. loved my cousin Vinny even when I was a child. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Have, you know, it wouldn't have bothered me. Yeah. What do you think about? I was watching the movie and I was like, I could imagine this movie not having Arnold Schwarzenegger because, in some ways, it's like we're supposed to think that this guy is like a salesman. It's just funny. <laughs> but I mean, that, that adds to the comedy of the film in it. And also he looks so good in the suit at the end. Uh, but I was like, I wonder if they ever wrote this and they were not thinking of him. And we're just thinking of like, I don't know, like an everyman actor. What do you think? I wonder when they, when they were like writing the movie, if they thought, Hey, we need someone who's going to look good in the suit. So yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of wonder if that was some of the thought process. But yeah, I can't see anybody else other than him in this role because it's also like like typical nineties, you know? Yes. They pick these bigger bodybuilders for these normal characters. They're like, like oh he's a mattress he's a... salesman. Yeah. And you're like, mm, I haven't seen a lot of mattress salesmen that look like this. <laughs> you know, this guy looks like he can carry the mattress on his back and deliver it to your home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just exactly. walk ten miles with it on his back and you're good to go. <laughs> but he's sitting in a fancy <laughs> office and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree that, you know, what you were talking about earlier, like everyone loved Arnold and he was in everything. Like mm -hmm. he's a huge draw. So yeah, good casting for sure. He even fought Satan and won in End of Days. Oh, true, true, true. Um, the last little tidbit that I have was that the world premiere was held November, 9th, November 16th, like you mentioned earlier, um, at the Mall of America in Bloomington where parts of the film were shot. A, a day of events was held to celebrate the film's release, and Arnold Schwarzenegger donated memorabilia from the film to the mall's Planet Hollywood. Man, Planet Hollywood. Rest in peace. 
I mean, the food was horrible, but that was a cool restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they had one here in in, in Dallas, and I used to. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I used End. to go at the West End. Yeah, um, I remember uh, they had a they had uh, our uh, what's his name Stallone from yeah. Demolition Man like he's floating. Like, I think it was like hanging over one of the tables, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. yeah. Okay. I was amazed by it as a kid. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, have you been to the Mall of America? Actually, I have. So that was kind of an added thing when I watched it as a kid because I'd been there like a year prior to that, maybe mm-hmm. two years. So I recognize it. And, you know, as a kid, I think whenever you see something familiar in a movie, you automatically latch on to that in a yes. way. And I had that effect with this, like, hey, that's Camp Snoopy. I remember that. <laughs> I've never been. I I went to um a uh I went to a I, I used to travel for work and I went to Minneapolis for a convention that I was working for and uh they all went to the Mall of America a ton of times and mm-hmm. I never got to get on the shuttle to go so I never got to see it but I it's plan massive. on going someday. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still there? I think so. Oh okay. Yeah, it's, I believe it's so. Yeah. Like they have a full theme park in the mall. It's amazing. This do do you have any quick facts that you wanted to throw in as well? I just had the Joe Pesci one actually, oh, okay, and the, okay. the thing with Daniel Stern because I thought that was really interesting that they yeah. went, that they wanted both of them. <laughs> yeah. And and I do wonder, like I was thinking, Daniel Stern would have been like a natural fit. I think mm. maybe more so than Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I would if if I had to pick between the two of them, I would have probably rather seen Daniel Stern as as uh, Myron instead of Joe Pesci, but I can't complain on Sinbad. He's awesome. Yeah. That is funny that they were both considered when they were just in home alone. Like what? That's interesting. Yeah. Daniel Stern. (laughs) I don't really remember being in much other than like home alone, little monsters, city slickers, apparently city slickers. Yeah. He was in that. And then there's that movie. I think it's called the diner that a lot of people love. I've, I've never seen it though. Ah, but I mean, yeah, you know, the role would be good for a character actor. And I feel like right. that's pretty much, you know, what he is. Um, this movie was directed by Brian Levant, who, mm-hmm. when I was looking through his, you know, uh, his IMDb, like he did, he directed the Flintstones, <laughs> uh, Problem Child 2 and Beethoven. So some 90s, you know, classic stuff there. He also did like the Spy Next Door and some more recent stuff, I think. Oh, too. really? Yeah, he's kind of like one of those directors that just does family films, which is yeah, fun. yeah. Also, I mean, I think he also they did make we, money. He did one of those "Are We There" movies, I think, too. Oh, okay. And then it's written by Randy Cornfield, who I don't know a whole lot about. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried looking <laughs> him up. I didn't, and it's weird because Chris Columbus did not get the credit on IMDb for rewriting the script or fleshing it out. Uh, yeah, that happens sometimes, but it definitely has that Chris Columbus feel, right? <laughs> it does. Like you watch like, oh, this is familiar. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the movie is only, it's like an hour and 29 minutes. It's pretty short. So it is short. The extended one is a little bit longer. So what's, what's different in the extended one? Uh, the extended one. Well, there's the post credit scene. It's included in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one difference. And then there's an extra that I know of. There's an extra bit at the first toy store. That Howard okay. goes to the lady with the fur coat. There's oh, an extra bit with her. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't remember if there's anything else different, but I know those two things are, are different. Kind of like the standouts. Well, let's talk a little bit about the cast. I know we've kind of talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman and Sinbad. Uh, is there anybody else that you kind of wanted to uh, to touch on? I think Jake Lloyd is like the yeah. perfect kid for this movie. 
I know he got picked on quite a bit, and that sucks. But this is a movie that I wish people would watch and say, "Oh, he was just a kid," you know? Because in this, oh, role, absolutely, that's the way you see him as, and it works so well. And he's really oh. like, you, he's a cute kid, you know. <laughs> that's actually a really good point. I feel like, um, you know, both Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd got a lot of flack for their portrayals of Anakin. Mm-hmm. But I think in both cases, some of that had to do a little bit with the script. And it is interesting to see him in this movie. It's a lot more natural. Yes. And um, he's a kid actor, you know, but he does a pretty good job. Like, he's not, like, unconvincing. Um, And so, yeah, I I agree. I think if people, I think people should see this. I didn't realize it was him at first. And it actually took Nick to going, my husband going, hey, it's Anakin. And I was like, is it? And, you know, I kind of doubted it for a minute. And then he looked it up. I was like, okay, you're right. But yeah, it's like, oh, that that Star Wars curse of the the prequels where everyone just had such a tough time. Um, Yeah, definitely see this one. Um, Also, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, in in this, you don't have any of that. He's just, he's just a kid. And I I think that he, like you said, it's not unbelievable. He fits what he's doing. Yes, it's like the role was maybe more suited to him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Jim Belushi's here <laughs> as the yes, mall Santa, <laughs> which is a great part of the movie. <laughs> it is, and it's something that's so ridiculous, you know, <laughs> it just works. And what's funny to me is, oh, that's actually another scene part of the extent I, I just remembered. There's a, an extra bit of them in the car. But, oh, um, gotcha. He's hilarious, and he's like not the person you expect to see in this movie, but no. when you do... He just fits. It mm-hmm. works really well with him. And then you get to the that warehouse of Santa Clauses and you, and you see what's really going on. And it's like one of the best scenes in the movie, even though it's probably one of the more ridiculous or dumber things that happen. Yeah. Like, um, you know, as a kid, I didn't really understand what that scene was. And it's a lot funnier as an adult because you're like, oh, it's <laughs> like this black market toys. It's like very silly and funny. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, it's, I, you know, I, I saw him and I was like, oh, it's Jim Belushi. <laughs> so that was kind of exciting. Um, I think those are all the people that I recognize from the cast. Is there anybody else that, uh, that we haven't touched on that you wanted to, to talk I, about? I think Rita Wilson was a big deal at the time. Oh yeah. You know, Gosh, I hate the... her hair. Can I just admit that? She had that like, <laughs> you know, Malcolm in the middle mom haircut, <laughs> like, yeah, or the home improvement mom. mom. Is she? I thought she? No, I thought she was, but she's not. They just have the exact same hair. They have the same hair, and 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 also like in Home Improvement, like the wife that that was like a the mom haircut for a while. <laughs> Isn't it similar to Rachel's haircut in Friends? Because I kind of see them as the uh, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I love yeah. Friends. There so was not a lot of same. good hair in the nineties. I'm sorry, <laughs> including <laughs> my hair in the nineties. <laughs> I just had it long for most of my my uh, kid years. <laughs> um, but Rita Wilson, I think, stands out, too, because she's that mom who you see in most of these movies that, you know, she doesn't really get to do too much. But then she has that great moment at the end with Phil mm-hmm. Hartman that I think is like a big payoff for her. And there's yeah. a point, like there is a point where she's not in movies anymore. So this is oh. one of those that I think she stands out. And it's, I think, one of the last ones she had a bigger role in anyway. I could be oh, wrong. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the amount of stuff she puts up with Phil Hartman is mm-hmm. like, um, you know, it, it, under a modern lens, it's like, I feel like women would be more like, get out of my face, get out of yeah. here, <laughs> you know, but it's I like, she's, she's so, con- she's like, 
powerless to stop him. And, and some of that is because it plays into this, you know, like fear that the husband has, mm-hmm. um, you know, what could be worse than this nosy neighbor that's like sweeping your wife off your feet because you're too busy. So it's kind of more for his character. But it's also like, I do feel like nowadays, it probably would have been played differently, just because I feel like women would be like, I wouldn't put up with this creep from next door. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still funny. Um, it, it's oh, a part of its time. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Um, oh, and I forgot Chris Parnell's in this too. It's like yes, a really yes. small part, but anyway. It's actually his first role. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, it's his first. And he's he's kind of memorable because he's in that one scene. And like a lot of people, when they think of Jingle All the Way, I think they think of that particular scene. I feel like that scene was in the trailer too. I believe it was. Yeah. Even when you see like advertised for TNT or whatever, they mm-hmm. use that scene. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, well, I guess let's talk about the movie. Like, what what are some of your favorite scenes? You know, I think my one of my favorite absolute scenes is the the um, the mall lottery thing when the ball just goes <laughs> and he has to chase that kid. I just find that hilarious. You know, I was watching yeah. with my eight year old last night who didn't really get it, but. <laughs> I She's like, what's a mall, thing. Dad? No. <laughs> what's a mall? Like we're, we're almost <laughs> there. <laughs> Her first response after the initial um, toy store scene was, why can't he just go to another store? And I was like, well, he, he's going to, but. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I thought about that watching the movie, too, like how nowadays you can just jump online and see who has it in stock. There's no way you would be driving to several different stores. First of all, all the toy stores are gone. Um, but, but on top of that, it's like, we're really spared in a lot of, even though things sell out just as fast today, we're spared from the, like, I mean, we just have to tell, I guess, I guess you just have to tell kids like, it's not happening. (laughs) Like I could go to a hundred toy stores or a hundred stores and I wouldn't be able to find it, but yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's just a different world. (laughs) It totally is. But um, that scene stands out to me, the, the mall lottery at the, at the Mall of America. I love every bit with the cop. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for the cop. <laughs> yeah, he gets it His... the short end of the stick for no oh, reason. Oh, he does. His hands later, and then he gets burned with the coffee. That part makes me laugh really hard. Yes. That's a great <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also, I like the Turbo Man. Like, I don't I guess it's part of the movie that they show later on that you know the opening to it i like mm-hmm. that opening too with it reminds me of the power rangers and as a kid yes that was amazing to me like hey it's like the power rangers it was exactly like that yeah yeah you down to the dementors which are supposed to be like the <laughs> those things i forget what they were called oh yeah i don't know i didn't i i kind of barely miss power rangers i could have watched it but i i think it was like i was in my like i'm too cool for that phase so i didn't get to see it <laughs> I, I think if you for me like it didn't last long because once you really looked at those that show, it's really cringy and it's hard to go back. <laughs> but that's just me. But you know, I say that um, you know that I didn't watch that, but I was watching Sailor Moon, so I don't know. I made up my own that's, rules that's as different. a teenager. Anime, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole different ballgame. Um, what's a what's another one of your favorite scenes? Uh, the put my cookie down thing. Who told you could eat my cookies? Put my cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when he's screaming at him on a payphone. Another thing that we don't have anymore. I know it's like a this movie's like a big ball of nostalgia of things we don't have. <laughs> yeah, I mean he never has to get on his cell phone or you know, um, yeah. 
It's just, and like even the plot of like the dad who's too busy. I don't know if your parents felt this way. Growing up, my father would always get upset at that plot because he was an extremely busy single dad. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I hate the way they demonize your parents for being busy. I'm just busy, but I love my kids. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's true for some reason. They could not let go of that plot in the 90s. It was always like, all oh, these parents and their careers are too busy for their kids. It's like people have to make money. Like it's the economy. Don't blame the parents. <laughs> yeah. And they still have plots like that, which is, it's strange. But in this one particularly, because they show him that he's this really busy dad and you get the impression that he's never around. But then you see him at that first night at the house. They're like playing in the room and they're perfectly fine. Yeah. It's like he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that line we really bonded. It's like, okay. But then like 20 minutes later, or maybe an hour later or something like that, he talks about making the, the clubhouse in the backyard. It's like, you sound like a good dad. You're just kind of busy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, the, a lot of the movie, uh, she's upset. His wife is upset because she's like cooking up a storm and decorating and all that. And he's not there for that on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, I'm thinking you waited a little late. You know, to start all this decorating. <laughs> now we start decorating at Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, maybe we're just more accepting of busy schedules because we're all in that boat now. I don't know, or maybe just because I'm an adult now, I see it differently. Who knows? I, I do see this movie differently as a adult. I can, I can attest to that. It is different now. But even yeah. then, I mean, holiday decorate holiday decorations at like five o'clock on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that I don't. Nobody needs that kind of stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's enough going on. I don't need to be on the roof. Yeah. And 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 boo on the dad as well for, you know, finding this gift on Christmas Eve. Every year I I usually get after Nick when he he tries to buy a bunch of Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. I'm like, "Nope, don't do it. Start early." He started early this year, thankfully, but um, you know, s- people have different different personalities. You know, some people they they do well under the pressure of buying everything in one night. Um, I do not. So <laughs> yeah, I just want to go home. Yeah. Um, let's see, maybe I'll throw in a favorite scene of mine. Um, so it's towards the end. Uh, this is just how my brain works, but, uh, I love their costumes. <laughs> I, do too. I love the turbo man costume ages so well. It's very well made. And I, I like, what's the name of the villain? Uh, Sinbad's costume. Is it? That's not the mentor. That's the main character. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh. I can't believe I don't remember. Um, yeah, I just watched it last night. What was his name? <laughs> Jingle Did they all say the way name? villain? I'm going to Google that. It is the mentor. It is? Oh, okay. I thought okay. Cause the, the, those little, like minions were called the mentors, too. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> They may not have been creative with names. And but... I know there's not an action figure of the bad guy. Oh, that stinks. Because I actually like his costume the most because I love the brain in the liquid. Yeah, it's cool. It looks cool. It, I don't know. The whole thing is well made. They can move around pretty easily in these costumes, surprisingly. So I just had to say. And, and plus, when uh, Sinbad's you know desire for getting this toy for his kid gets so out of control that he like you know, becomes the villain and he's fighting him. That, that's to me, one of my favorite parts of the movie. I find that whole scene hilarious. And I, I like him in the villain suit. <laughs> they played off each other really well. They did. Like, they were fun when they were just Howard and Myron, but when they became Turbo Man and whatever the hell his name was, <laughs> they were awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, oh, that's another thing about this movie that's, that kind of dates it as well is that, uh, you know, Sinbad is playing a postal worker. And this is like when, isn't this like when there were a lot of uh, people in the in the postal service, like, you know, having like breakdowns and you know there was that joke about like going postal so i think that was they were sort of playing off of that as well yeah that was uh again as an adult you pick up on that as a kid it says oh he's a mailman that's funny but yeah as an adult (laughs) oh wait a minute there's something deeper it's like social commentary (laughs) right and the thing with the bomb also hits more as an adult than it did as a child oh yeah because he was like oh we get a bunch of these (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. I just saved one for a special timer, whatever the line is. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I picked up on, you know, there's a part in the movie, too, where he kind of goes after um, Arnold for being, uh, I can't even remember Arnold's name in the movie. I mean, he's Howard. just Arnold to me. Howard, okay. Um, it's like, <laughs> I see him and I see Arnold. Um, but he, uh, you know, they, they have pretty different jobs, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's this, like, kind of rich dude. And then he's the postal worker and they have like a funny back and forth about that. I think that's also something I didn't really pick up on when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like when he makes fun of the cashmere coat, that went yeah. over my head as a kid. Like what's cashmere? <laughs> I'm wearing a denim jacket. What is cashmere? I know. And I always feel like, I don't know, maybe people used to do that more, but it's like, I feel uncomfortable walking around. I mean, I don't have an expensive jacket, but if I did, <laughs> theoretically, I would feel uncomfortable just walking around in this really expensive jacket. Like, running errands i don't know I would that would be my would advice just, to him i would just go for warmth instead of the look that's kind of the way i do it but yeah but i guess he's like so giant like no one's gonna mess with him either so that too he is he's way too big to be selling mattresses <laughs> i know i'd be scared if he's selling me a mattress he's a real seems like it'd be man. an intense transaction yeah uh, he's the number one customer though that's right you're my number one customer <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny thing too i like that a yeah <laughs> tells everybody that including his wife that was so funny when he tells yeah when he tells his wife and she's she's like basically hangs up on him <laughs> uh what's another an, another one of your favorite scenes um let's see oh the kind of that meeting of the minds they have at the diner oh because yeah like throughout the film, we see that they they're kind of like they could be friends, but then something snaps them back to reality or whatever you want to call it. But in that moment when they're talking about the toys and the kids, they're just a really it's like a warm moment in this movie yeah. between them, which we don't really get a lot of. They're pretty um, like I said, they can be friends, but then something will happen and one of them is throwing the other one into a toy display. Yes. Or throwing a bomb at them, essentially. <laughs> So that right. moment in the diner, I, I really like that. You know, he has the breakdown on the phone with Jamie. And, you know, he sits down, they share the liquor and the coffee. <laughs> oh, and then it, that excellent thing where they showed Jamie Lloyd drinking, here's to you, Dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that really got me last night for some reason. I don't know why, but that was a good one. Yeah, that was good. And that toy that Sinbad talks about was real also. Booster? No, the gun. Oh. The Johnny Seven Omega or something. Oh, okay, okay. The facts that I read come to me as I'm speaking, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Uh, I, um, just because that got me thinking about Booster, the running joke of nobody likes Booster yeah. makes me laugh so hard. And at the end when he's like, you know what, Booster? No one likes you. <laughs> he like throws him. <laughs> I died. 
<laughs> oh yeah, then the kids all hate him because that totally happens. Sometimes franchises try to make you know you like something, and it, it's it's like Scrappy Doo. You know, we just we just don't like him. We don't want him. People don't like Scrappy Doo. I don't think so. I didn't. Oh, I'm I sorry. <laughs> oh, oh I, my bad. I like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> I was thinking more like Batman and Robin because people hated Jason Todd so much. They oh, true, true. That's a good they comparison. They in to get him murdered. Yeah, they're like that kid needs to go. Yeah, this this like twelve year old. Let's kill him. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's like he's 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 annoying and he needs to go. Right, yeah. he's expendable, just like Booster, I guess. <laughs> and the design for Booster, like Turbo Man. Yeah, Turbo Man and Dementor looked cool, but then Booster is just this pink saber tooth tiger thing. <laughs> yeah, it it feels very much like that thing that happens on a kid show where they're like, well, we need someone for the kids to relate to, and they make like a weird, goofy character that kind of doesn't really fit the aesthetic. And then kids are like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Slimer and the Ghostbusters cartoon works. This guy doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slimer is the best. <laughs> yeah, you can't go Especially, wrong with Slimer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Ecto Cooler. I mean, yum. Um, I actually bought Ecto Cooler a couple years ago when they like re-released it and it tasted terrible. But as a child, I remember it tasting great. Oh, it was like liquid gold. Yeah. It's like... I loved tangerine drinks, I guess, as a kid. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Booster, and, and I think what, what adds to the children's frustration in the movie is just that there are so many Booster figures, mm-hmm. you know, and almost none of, of, of Turbo Man himself. I think in one scene you see a Dementor figure or two also. <sighs> they I should, think. like, release all these figures now. Well, there is the Turbo <laughs> Man. You can buy him oh, at there Walmart. Is? Yeah, yeah, they, they oh. released Turbo Man. He's at Walmart. But I, I that. yeah, I was tempted to buy one the other day, but I was like, do I really need this? <laughs> um, I know I have that problem a lot where I, I'm like, I really want something that I would have wanted when yeah. I was younger. And then I, I really have to, I really have to make the tough decisions. I'm going to be honest and say that I'm typically pretty weak, but <laughs> I have had to make those calls before. Oh yeah. I've been on a buying spree lately. That's another thing I said, you know, I don't need this turbo man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm right there with right you. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna, but um, it'd be cool if they would release at least him to go with the mm-hmm. Turbo Man. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, a scene that stands out I just thought of is when uh, Howard breaks into Phil Hartman's house. I forgot the character's name for some reason just now. Um, oh, yeah, because he, he has a Turbo Man. Right. He just did. Yeah, he, he made a note of it. It's, it's nestled safely under the tree. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene. He sneaks over there, and then the carolers come, and he's, like, all scared. I'm like, how would the carolers know he doesn't live there? I didn't even think about <laughs> like, that. That's a great point. He acted so paranoid, and I'm like, they don't know he doesn't live there. Um, but it is funny. You know, the carolers come, and and then his wife ends up coming over, and he's like, it's not what it looks like. She's like, it looks like you're breaking into our neighbor's house. <laughs> and he kicks the flaming head of that um, wise man into the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Phil yeah. Hartman runs and puts it out. Yeah, it feels like some of these events almost feel inspired by a Christmas vacation a little bit. I think, yeah, it, like some of it is Christmas vacation, but then I kind of get a Home Alone vibe when it's Myron and Howard. Oh, I, I, I could totally see that, yeah. The little things they do to each other, especially in that first scene in the toy store. I love the scene in the toy store. <laughs> I mean, it's classic. 
And the way they just snapped into it, like, okay, this guy pushed me into a stand of toys. I'm going to get this remote control car and trip him. Like, it's just automatic. Yeah, yeah. that's what oh, you do. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really funny. There's just something really funny about grown men, uh, you know, taking each other out in a toy store. Yeah, it's kind of a classic. Because even look <laughs> at a movie like Shazam, where you had um, Zachary Levi's Shazam versus the villain. And they mm-hmm. were in a toy store, and it was also awesome. <laughs> yes. I just I think we just miss toy stores. <laughs> I do miss toy stores. You know, as a parent, it kind of makes it harder when you want to, like, do Christmas shopping or something. It, it makes it yeah. a little bit more difficult. And, it and just you're like, I guess I have to it. go to Target and Walmart now? <laughs> right. Or just order from Amazon, which is not really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, convenient, but, you know... When I was growing up, I mean, going to the mall was like a huge part of Christmas. Yeah. You know, every, KB every, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. KB Toys and uh, North Park had FAO Schwartz. They did for a little while. That was yeah. a great FAO Schwartz. Oh man, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's like, that was part of the holiday experience that we kind of don't have anymore. It, it really does make these movies kind of a time capsule. Like the, the mall is there still, I think, but it's just not the same because we don't live in a, a world where everyone's at the mall all the time. No, no, we don't. And, you know, I went to Great by Mills recently and it was nuts. That's a mall here in the Dallas area, by the way. It's a, it was insane. It was like a sea of people. And that was kind of fun because it felt like Christmas, but there's still no toy stores there. And the ones that are there yeah. aren't really toy stores, like calendars and board games kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's interesting. I guess it's just so much easier to sell online. Is it? And and I guess maybe that's like this movie is just like you said, it's a time capsule. These are things that we'll remember, we know, but it's not really something that translates anymore. Because like my kid liked it, but afterwards she she looked at me, but I like Home Alone better. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess Home Alone, you know, that, I mean, minus no one having a cell phone or their location turned on. <laughs> um, Any kind of internet connection. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, that one you can still relate to, except Some for the life. fact that they have like this giant house. They're really rich. Anyway. Which is unexplained. But... Yeah, it's very unexplained. They're like, oh, let's go to Paris for Christmas. I'm like, yeah, I never took trips to Paris for Christmas. Um, but Howard sells yeah. mattresses. This is true. He just sells mattresses, and that feels very normal. I mean, I don't know if you get cashmere coats when you sell mattresses, but hey, I, I've never sold any, so he I don't might know. be like a corporate mattress salesman. Yeah, it could be like in bulk. That's yeah, true. Maybe he like works hotels. for like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm trying to think. Is there another? Kind of hit the highlights. I'm trying to think of more. I know the movie's kind of short, so I'm like. It is, and, and I don't know about you, but to me, like, every scene is a bit of a highlight. Like, I yes, don't that's have true. a problem with anything in it. I do me think neither. the end is a little cringy, but that's that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he finally, like, are you talking about when uh, when Phil Hartman goes in for the kiss and she's finally like, no. Oh, no, not that. No, I mean, oh, like, okay. once he's in the suit and he can't figure it out and they kind of went overboard with showing him like fly really high and then he does it. Oh yeah, that does look kind of goofy these days. Yeah, it's it's kind of goofy. But it's a, <laughs> it's part yeah. of the charm of this movie, I think. 
Yeah. And Dementor, you know, or Sinbad, um, almost murders a child. Um, and everybody's cool with it. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, he, he, I'm like, that man's life is ruined. He's a attempted murderer. <laughs> right. And, and the mother was not screaming or anything. She was just she's like, like oh. that's my son. And they're like, that's part of the show. And she's like, no, but yeah, she doesn't display a lot of emotion. I guess they, maybe they don't, they didn't have them do that because they don't want it to make it like too intense for kids or something. <laughs> I I, yeah, I guess that would make sense because as a kid, that's not something I question. But yeah. know, as an adult, it's like, hey, lady, your kid is a strange man is climbing with him on this tree five stories <laughs> above the street. I also love the part where uh, Turbo Man says Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody is suspicious of this at all. Like he's supposed to pick a random child and he sees his son in the crowd, which is funny because it's like that also feels very like she was at home all day cooking and then suddenly they're at this uh parade but um he sees jamie and he just goes jamie and the kid's like he knows my name it's very 90s yeah (laughs) and his his little friend too it's like he's pointing at me no he's pointing at me that all that was good too i kind of took it as um like maybe jamie didn't know it was planned but everybody else thought oh this is a plan it's not yeah that's true that's true especially with what follows that's kind of the way i took it yeah and it was great because, like, you know, he's had this sort of adversarial relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but now his dad is literally his greatest hero. And <laughs> so. Turbo Man at home. <laughs> it's kind of like that meme. Yeah. <laughs> we have Turbo Man at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do like, I like that part. Despite, I agree, it is a little goofy. It is. You know, like there's that, that bit where he... Um flies directly into a brick wall and he just kind of vibrates he just gets oh yeah he gets like stuck in the wall yeah Yeah, when i was watching that scene i was like i don't remember this for some reason (laughs) yeah there's certain things i think i did block out yeah but just really that stuff other than that it was cool (laughs) it is kind of funny like like i was saying earlier that we we do live in such a different world now but like in some ways the superhero aspect plays even better today because we have so many superhero movies it does, and I kind of like that's why I was thinking, man, why don't we have this in a parade now? Exactly, yeah. I would be more interested. Yeah, like, do you remember the old parades where they, like, I remember this one, I just saw it recently. They had a video, video of it. Um, they had, like, a Jack Nicholson looking Joker on a float doing basically what he does in 89. That's cool. Yeah, like, we yeah. don't do stuff like that anymore. No, that's so true. We did have a Grogu float, though. This, uh, yes, we did. And that's, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> Grogu is kind of like the medicine for everybody, I think. I, I agree. But that's kind of another unrealistic, like, well, not unrealistic, but another, like, time capsule aspect of this movie, the parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the parade is, like, very easy to attend. Yes. <laughs> and very high budget. And it's, like, in real life, I mean, <laughs> you're physically there if you can get there, but... Yeah, like whenever I see like coverage of like the Macy Day Parade or something like that, I'm always like, gosh, I have like zero desire to be there. It looks cold. It looks insanely packed. You know, like it just it, it's easier to like watch on TV. But in this movie, it's like sort of heightened reality because like anyone can just like go to the parade and interact with everybody on the floats and stuff. And you find parking in seconds. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. That would truly to me. be amazing. <laughs> It took me 10 minutes at the mall yesterday. (laughs) 
I know every mall has like valet now too. They They're do. like, sorry, 90% of our parking is valet. So you have no choice. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one is, it's, it's, it is not what you would get today. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, sure. And then you even consider like the weather of Minneapolis around Christmas. Oh yeah. It would be like miserably cold. <laughs> yeah. It's not as bearable as they make it seem. Oh, this guy's just in a regular jacket with a, a beanie on. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they must have filmed this like in the summer or something. They did. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because they, yeah, they don't appear cold. <laughs> no, no, it was filmed in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they were grateful for that. I, I bet. I don't think they, they would have made it if they filmed it in the winter. Yeah, it wouldn't have probably been as fun to watch because everyone would be like drudging through a lot of snow. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that one scene in the movie. I don't know if many people pay attention to it, but there's actually just grass. There is no snow. <laughs> And there's snow on every other lawn and house, but not this particular one. <laughs> I did not notice that, but that's funny. It's a fun, I guess, blooper or whatever. Yeah. Too many extras walking back and forth, I guess, messed it up. I'm looking at a picture of a scene with a ball pit, too. We don't have those anymore, right? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think we do. Yeah, I feel like we've decided they're unsanitary at this point. <laughs> they are, but on the same token, we do have, um, I don't know if you've ever been to a trampoline park, but they have those yes. foam things you jump into. Oh, yeah, that's true. So there is, they've exchanged the ball pits for that. I feel like that's safer, though. I think the problem with the ball pit was like children being trapped under a bunch of balls. I got stuck in the foam. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> But it's either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've just they've just moved on to something new. Yeah, that yeah that 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 checks out. But even like yeah the, the a, like a playground or something like that, I don't think is common anymore with the with the mm. um, the pit and like small kids just being unattended. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great idea at the time. Somehow we all made it, but <laughs> yeah. It's, in retrospect, it's like although I would argue too, sometimes trampoline parks can be a little bit scary. I think for adults though, like. If you're an adult, my advice to you is maybe not jump all over all the trampolines. Yes. If you're not I, as young. There's lots of injuries that have increased because of those trampoline parks. I fell more than my kid did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, as I'm saying that, the time that I went, I did jump on a bunch of them. But later I was like, why was I doing that? I could have been injured. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I, I like I have to sign the waiver too, which we did not do as kids. Yeah. They're like, you're going to get hurt. It's a trampoline. <laughs> and it's not our fault. But, you know, as a kid, yeah, go ahead, slide slide down into the ball pit where you yeah. may, you know, a kid might have done God knows what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was blissfully unaware then. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all were. But, you know, you look at things in retrospect like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. That didn't seem sanitary. And <laughs> no. Yeah. But it was still fun. It was fun. The So the ending, I think they wanted a sequel. I, I read that. It, Oh, okay. Like because you said what, it was an after credit scene. I I didn't see that. Where did you watch that? I I rent. I uh, watched it on Disney Plus. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's not in the movie in that version. So it's oh, it's all okay. at the end of the credits, and it's just a scene where it's a uh, Howard and Rita Wilson. I can't remember mm -hmm. her name. <laughs> um. They're at the Christmas tree. She says something like, "You went all this. You went through all this trouble for Jamie's present." What did you get me? And, and it just kind of cuts to black. Oh, so the second movie was going to be getting her a present, you think? Like maybe. Or maybe like they, you know, fast forward to the next Christmas and 
Hey, crazy Howard's done it again. He forgot the gift. <laughs> crazy Howard. That's that, funny. That busy Howard. Yeah, he's so busy selling all those mattresses. Yeah, after he said he was going to put them <laughs> first in his life when he was turbo man. <laughs> well, you know, he got caught up in the moment. He's in the suit and everything. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> I also funny. saw this fun thing on TikTok. It was. What if you reimagine the cast for a movie today? And some of their choices were pretty funny. Like for Howard, they had John Cena. Dude, yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. That does. I would think him or The Rock or, yeah. I would go with John Cena, but The Rock would be fun too. Um, For Phil Hartman's character, they had Steve Carell. Oh, absolutely. And I thought that's also like a perfect... Steve Carell or, or Jason Sudeikis would be good too. Oh, I like I like that idea. Jason Sudeikis. Because now when I think of Jason Sudeikis, I just think of him as Ted Lasso. and he can Exactly. And then he would be like evil Ted Lasso in this. <laughs> yeah, like I think, what was he called? Uh, Ned Tasso in that episode? Yeah. <laughs> it's Ned Tasso. But those are the two cast members I remember because they were they stood out the most. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I could definitely see them. Even though this is like a time capsule movie, I do think you could rework some of it for today, and it would be interesting to see who would play the different roles. I I would watch it. You know, yeah. I, I'm interested. It depends how it's made. They're like the Larry the Cable Guy one was a straight to DVD before that was cool. Yeah, I think my feelings about Larry the Cable Guy would get in the way of me watching that one. I mean, he didn't do anything to me. I just I don't want it. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Blue collar comedy tour was cool at the time. Not into it now. Yeah. But if they were to remake it, yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah. I love this one so much, so I'd have to. I know. I was really, you know, sometimes you go back and watch something that you watched as a kid, and it it's so different, or you know, like, oh, this is bad. But like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was laughing the whole time, and it really, um, you know, Christmas a good Christmas movie really uh lifts your spirits you know mm-hmm. and puts you in the the mood for christmas and, and this movie did that for sure it does and i think it's also like most christmas movies don't have the strongest plots anyway right right, right. they're usually kind of goofy like like i was watching deck the halls the other night i don't know if you oh, yeah. remember that's a really yeah. like goofy movie but it's still kind of entertaining whereas yeah. this one i like the story i like the cast and it's just fun to go back and kind of relive that 90s feeling that you don't get anymore. It's it's just, like I said, it's a ball of nostalgia. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like I said, I was so glad that it aged well for me and that it was as funny as I remembered it being. Yeah, and, and you know, as an adult, you get a lot of it more. Like I relate to it yeah. a lot more now than I ever did. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, the holidays are so fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's just nonstop fun and good times and no school. And as an adult, the holidays are stressful. <laughs> so it, it is easier to watch this as an adult and relate to Howard a lot more. Yeah, it, they're stressful. And it's just like a nonstop thing for depending how long. Because like for me, Christmas starts November 1st. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about Thanksgiving. Oh, gosh. I don't care about yeah. Thanksgiving. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm in the Christmas spirit from November 1st. So, you know, December 26th. I'm not obsessed with Thanksgiving, but I will say the food at Thanksgiving is important to me. Um, other than that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, if um, I could just eat and leave, yeah. that's cool with me. <laughs> I know. I have this fantasy about someday, 
you know, on Thanksgiving and Christmas, like just going on a trip, you know, just me and Nick and just eating at a hotel, all my meals and like not having to deal with the stress of the holidays. Hopefully my family isn't listening to this. <laughs> it's not a bad idea though. It happens yeah. like four Christmases. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, it, it's just, it's funny how this is as ridiculous as the plot is and strange. And I think to someone who maybe just steps into it and watches it, like, let's say they didn't see it as a kid and they're watching it as an adult for the first time now, they may not get it. I don't know. But for someone like me or you who watched as a kid, you kind of mm-hmm. carry that, I think. Yeah, I, I I would be curious to know, you know, someone that's an adult that hasn't seen it because yeah, it could, it could go one of two ways. Like either it doesn't resonate with them or they're like, I would have not liked this as much in the nineties, but now, you know, all this Hallmark stuff that we've talked about the, you know, the mall and like shopping on Christmas Eve and like all these things that, yeah, toy stores, like that might make them like the movie more. Might. I'm not sure though. Like my wife actually hates this movie. She did not watch it. (laughs) Really? Can't stand it. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) It happens. We enjoyed it. My daughter and I. (laughs) Well, um, I guess that brings me to my last couple of questions for you then. What you got? Okay. So number one, uh, if um, I know we've talked about this this whole time that we've been discussing the movie, but if you had to summarize, why do you love this movie so much? Like, why do you why do you keep going back to it? That's a tough one to put into words because this <laughs> is like I don't consistently watch Christmas movies like every year. Um, but I know I try to like I'm like these are the five that I like, but every year I get to like one of them. Right. So. Like I have a list. Okay, I do like these, so I will get to them, but. I really just watched Jingle all the way. (laughs) (laughs) Something about this movie, I guess part of it is because I saw it as a kid and I resonated, it resonated with me then. And also it still does. And I think it's just a charming movie. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger just plays this for whatever reason, this normal dad so well. And he's endearing and, you know, Sinbad, his character is fun too. Something about it just sticks with me. And it's like a complete package in a way. I get some laughs, it's warm, and I get that trip back to the 90s that I think all of us kind of miss sometimes because there's just nothing like that. Yeah. I think, you know, we we keep going back to, like, the nostalgia of the film, and it it obviously my Christmas wasn't just like in this movie, but it, it still feels like the era that I – enjoyed Christmas probably the most in, I mean, when you're a kid, Mm -hmm. you love Christmas. Of course. And, um, and now I think, you know, like we keep saying, it's like a time capsule and, um, yeah, I just, I I don't know, probably some rose colored lenses a little bit from growing up with it, but, uh, (laughs) but I just, I enjoy watching it and I hadn't watched it in a long time, but I feel like it's going to be part of my rotation now again. (laughs) So I really liked it. (laughs) This really is the one movie I go back to every year. If like if I don't watch any other Christmas movie, it is this one at least. That's that's awesome. I think in our household, it's usually I do like to see Home Alone mm-hmm. and uh, Christmas Vacation. That's a good one too. Um, and then you know, there's a few others too that I really like. But try to try to get to those Muppet Christmas Carol, so good. Um, so my my other question for you is, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this already but like how how would you pitch this to someone 
that hasn't seen it before. And you can do whatever age range you want. You know, you could have two answers if you want, but like, how, how do you pitch this movie? Well, that's a, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Well, as an adult, I would pitch it. It's a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was funny and you get some Christmas stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Plus it's got Sinbad and Phil Hartman. What's not to love? Yeah. As a kid, I just, Hey, you know that toy you always wanted? Well, this is a movie about you getting that toy you always wanted. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, I think you could say like the cast is good. Um, it's Christmas. It's very 90s. Um, if you're looking for a little bit of a nostalgia bomb, like this is whether you're young or not, you know, it's because the 90s and 2000s are so popular right now. They are. Everyone's like nostalgic for them. So, you know, maybe retro. that would. Yeah, exactly. Retro. Like here's uh, this uh, former governor. <laughs> I forget uh, he was the governor, but yes. But, yeah. Know, also, it's like when he when most people think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think they their mind goes directly to Terminator, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. My mind actually goes to this and Last Action Hero. So I, I was talking to to my husband about Last Action Hero, and he's like, "I've never seen that." And what? and I I realized that in my mind, Last Action Hero and this movie were like the same movie to me. Like I could not remember. Which was which? I mean, I, even though it's called Jingle All the Way, it was like I I confused them. Well, friendly yeah. Arnold, I, I get that. Friendly Arnold kind of blends together. Yeah. When he's friendly, yeah. he's really just one character. And I know I saw Last Action Hero, but it, I definitely didn't see it as many times as I've seen this movie. It's a good but, time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, th- that one came out in '93. This came out in '96. It's like prime Arnold, so mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it's a good um, way to sell it to an adult. Yeah. You just lead with Arnold. That's really <laughs> right. I'm like, do you like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Of course you do. You'll like this movie. Yeah. It's all, it's all you need to know. Just, hey, it's a movie with Arnold. It's Christmas. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, so, Chris, thank you so much uh, for picking this movie and, and for coming on. Uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me at thatchrisevan0 on Twitter. Um, like I said, I tweet a lot of different stuff, films, uh, comic books, the random toy picture, lots of fun stuff. Nice. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for choosing this. I'm sure the audience will, you know, enjoy this episode and I, I got a pretty good response when we, we talked about it in the Facebook group and on Twitter, but, um, you know, thanks for coming on and you'll have to pick another movie and come back soon. Sounds good to me. 